How should I intro this? I always, I always, this is always the hard always part. Like, get creative, intro. man. Get creative. Welcome back to the I'm Peaking Podcast. This is. I didn't know love. <laughs> <laughs> that's the intro. That's the intro right there. That's the intro. Welcome back to the I'm Peaking Podcast. This is episode 17. Uh, I'm your host, Nand. I am your host, Bren. I'm Devin. And with us today, we have special guests. Please introduce yourself. What's up, we're Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's warm. <laughs> also, what, what are your actual names as well? Because we'll be referring to you guys as uh, my real name is Paige. My real name is Daniel. Nice. Who's Paige. Bonnie? Who's Clyde? Valid <laughs> <laughs> question. Trick question. One of the biggest questions. Right? Right there. Uh, I'm Bonnie. Okay. I'm Clyde. Bet. Beautiful. Beautiful. And, and why? Why Bonnie and Clyde? You know, when we first were thinking about names for the project, we were like, hmm, girl, guy. Hmm. <laughs> What were some of the most memorable names yeah. <laughs> in history? And Well, we were also at the time making more trap music and uh. we wanted wanted a name that kind of had some like hard edge to it. And, the you know, OG Bonnie and Clyde were robbers. So we were like, all right, that's kind of yeah, hard. That is kind of hard. Yeah. Romeo and Juliet would be more like melodic bass, huh? Like, oh, yeah. Like feels we yeah. we thought like, about yeah. Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> uh, definitely on the list. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. imagine. Yeah. Who else was on the list? There's one that was like Brangelina, Hansel and Gretel. Brangelina. Brangelina. Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, a I bunch of that. those type. Um, I don't think it was like, I don't really remember. It was so long, almost 10 years ago now. Yeah. So. 10 years ago. That's crazy. Yeah. We've Damn. discussed doing like, uh, just because we've, you know, at times made like techno, we were like, oh, what if we just did a little Romeo and Juliet side thing techno, which we might come out and still do. That would shows. be pretty funny. That'd be fun. I love that'd that. Be fun. Yeah. I'm Are surprised. Projects like that? What? Yeah. Side projects like that would be really fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we kind of have that, but it's not alternate brands. It's more like... For example, the album we just dropped, Tears in Paradise, we have sets that are Bonnie and Clyde presents Tears in Paradise, and that yeah. is a totally different experience than if you were to like see us at a club or at a oh. festival, unless it's billed as. Oh, so you play different genres of music when you, when you guys Occasionally, perform. we'll throw oh. a specific event uh, that's just niched in a different genre to like throw a different experience from that mm. typical show. Like In the past, we because our show is so live vocal driven and he MCs. we've thrown a show called uh witness protection where we both wore bandanas and didn't speak the entire set just Ooh. to give people a different experience and we wanted to just have the focus be on the music so yeah. we kind of like to play around with different ideas and yeah it helps us kind of get out of the same thing that we're just used to yeah doing. we're party rockers by nature yeah, okay. so yeah, if yeah. you just see us i've seen some videos see us yeah. play <laughs> without anything else you're gonna just gonna get a party you're gonna have fun okay. that's yeah. more focus but yeah okay. if you get the tears in paradise it's gonna be more melodic yeah. and oh. euphoric more like float with me less like rage yeah. with me yeah okay. yeah so what genres do you guys play then melodic or? well so if you come to see us at a festival we'll be playing a lot of our own music which tends to be my vocals always our throwback like our og music is future bass a little trash yeah, okay but i would say our new stuff's like a little houseier and nice uh the consistency is definitely within my voice being on all the music yeah, yeah. Ooh, I, I have a question then it's just because you said you're more in the housey side now and you had the future bass back in like uh i'm assuming years ago 2017 pre-covid i remember that 216 to through COVID. Yeah, because yeah. when I listen to you guys, Future that's why Same. I listen to you. I like to you guys. I'm not Future saying Base. I don't like you guys now. I'm just saying <laughs> I haven't yeah. heard as much of you guys' stuff. So I have a question is, uh, uh, do you think times are changing? Like, obviously, 
of course times are changing but we always talk about this in every podcast about the eras of music like yeah. you know 2016 to what was it 20 what was the golden era of future bass we've like, talked about this before no future bass was like 20 2015 2017 yeah you know, uh, and then like before that was progressive house yeah yeah so what would you say the current era of music is i think tech house latin house yep yeah, um, that's the that, consensus. That lately. kind of thing, and then also melodic techno. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's having yeah. a big, yeah. big wave. Yeah, techno's oh, yeah. really yeah. coming up right now because it's been melodic dubstep for quite a while now. Yeah, and rhythm had its moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Rhythm definitely had. Yeah, the forefront for a year or two. Rise of Subtronics. Rise of Subtronics. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Very aggressive yeah. music, but right now I feel like that kind of set, kind of like a stage for. Just bass music is just big now. Yeah. It's just a, it's like yeah, it's before it was like maybe 26, 15, 16. Not saying it was underground because, you know, Skrillex, that, you know, a guy named Skrillex, he kind of came in and yeah. made it not underground. But I've heard of him before. It, it wasn't yeah. what it is now. Like now with Lost Lands is like a major festival. There's big bass events in yeah. any, every yeah. city. And yeah, but we kind of just, when we first started this project, we didn't exactly know what we were gonna do right Mm -hmm. we were kind of playing with a lot of genres and a lot of feelings and just feeling where we fit and also as we matured as people our preference sound preference you know changes i feel like that happens for a lot of people yeah um i have this theory that when people get older their preference of bpm goes down so that they can sustain mm. for longer. Because mm. when, when you're like 18 to 25, yeah. you love that high tempo, like very stimulating music because you got a lot of energy. Yep. But yeah. then all of a sudden, and also, uh, also like a lot of people fall off. Like after 25, 26, like yeah. kids, family, like yeah. going to the festival doesn't become as much of a priority. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the people that are still, still with it, I don't know the exact percentages. It would be a great study to do that. But um, they're they lean more into the the techno tent and yeah. the house stuff. And obviously there's yeah. outliers that, yeah, I'm 40 years old and I still love drum and bass and, trance, yeah. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But even trance is slower tempo. It's yeah, like trance is slower tempo. Well, it oh, depends yeah. what kind of trance. There's a lot of subgenres of yeah. trance within trance. True, but. true. I was going to challenge you on that too, though. I mean, I'm glad you just mentioned it with the drum and bass because I know a lot of older people who uh, still love drum and bass. And yeah. I was just at a drum and bass show on Friday and um, majority of the crowd, all older. Like I would exactly. say in their thirties, forties. Were they going wow. ham though? Um, some of them were, and some of them weren't. But like, it depended on the song because mm-hmm. um, there was like an even mix of liquid and regular DMB. But the tempo allows for you to be moving at a halftime speed. True, so yes, you're, you're that's in a gear. That's physically, that even though it's point. drum and bass. Yes, where with dubstep generally speaking this is all general what there's outliers for everything yeah, everyone's yeah. talking all yeah. this shit about this is all our opinions all of, guys yeah. <laughs> um that 150 to 160 bang your head face out dubstep yeah. like it's it's tolling on the body yep. you can only mm-hmm. handle like me i probably only handle two hours of that before yeah. i'm like yo i gotta take a yeah, that's those, a long yeah. time those so. sets do bring like a younger crowd in yeah. comparison to like the drum and bass sets that i've yeah. seen i also think that a lot of drum and bass fans are also just like big rock fans and yeah, like yeah, I can rock music in general like, oh, yeah. led into the drum and bass of the electronic scene. I mean, I, I can speak for myself because because yeah. we were just at Coachella on Sunday. Oh, yeah. um, Blink One Eighty Two. I grew up on Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, of course. So having being able to feel that vibe, like that's why I like dubstep. Yeah. That's why I like drum and bass. Like yeah. this was my like OG years of like 
punk. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think drumming and percussion definitely has like, yeah, a lot of crossover. And Mm -hmm. I know like, uh, I forgot who, who it was I was talking to about it, but I was talking to someone on the origins of drum and bass, which, uh, from what I've heard stems from double time rock. Right. Yeah. And so like, yeah. And I, I, I used to like love drummers like back in middle school, middle school, high school. So I, I, same, same reason. Yeah. That's why I'd be like the same music. Yeah. I'm a big rock fan. Hell Yeah. Yes. Given that you guys are a duo, do you guys like ever butt heads when it comes to making new oh, yeah. music? Oh, yeah. oh my god! Oh, Every question. time we got a lot of questions about <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. origins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that um, anyone that works with anyone, like we all have different mindsets and ideas, and uh, I think it's just a matter of uh, how you communicate and respect each other. Because I don't know, we've been in so many different sessions, like just ourselves with other people, and. There definitely has to be um, just like a certain level of someone like kind of taking the lead sometimes. And mm-hmm. uh, also like ideas originate in different places. Like sometimes I'll have the first idea and bring it in. For us, it's kind of like who started the idea, kind of had more of the vision initially. And then, uh, yeah, we just like accept the other person's ideas. And we've also flipped coins. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> we've done a all part kinds of, of stuff. A part of the dopeness of our art is when we do agree on something, it's like, oh man, we agree. This, yeah. this must be right. Yep. So, yeah. and <laughs> when it comes to 90% of our songs that actually make it out, like, we agree on most yeah. of the things that yeah. are happening yeah. on the songs. And I think that's a part of the reason why it like resonates with people. Yeah. And, and there's also the songs that were like, uh, you know, even on like the album, like there are certain songs that like I wasn't like the biggest fan of or and he was a fan of and I was just kind of like all good because at the end of the day, like Bonnie and Clyde is like our outlet right now that we mm-hmm. don't really have other outlets. Mm-hmm. So if there's something he really loves, like, you know, I'll put it out under our project and there's something I really love, you know, we'll oh. just kind of talk about it. Sacrifice. Yeah. Compromise. 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 Compromise and respect. Yeah. I feel like. And I think that's what makes a great team. Like you yeah. gotta, like working with people, having more heads than one can be a really powerful thing. Yeah. So Absolutely. it's just making it work. Have, have you guys ever like worked on a, a song or a beat and then like you just go in two separate directions? Like, let's just try out the way I want to do it and uh-huh. the way you want to do it and we'll hear both totally and then see which one we both like more yeah we do that all the yeah, time most of the time most of the time <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah who ends up winning this depends <laughs> on the song <laughs> and depends on the coin who's, who started it and also how far away that is or how how much someone might like or dislike the particular thing sometimes we throw away both and uh, do something else yeah. You know? yeah I also think uh when it comes down to like decision making like that, we kind of think about which idea is like doing the idea justice. If that makes sense, because mm-hmm. um, you know one might be cooler, but like initially it wasn't meant for that yeah, or something. It's the art. Yeah. Yeah. I was about yeah. to say story. Like, yeah. you have an idea, you have a story you want to tell with each song, and it's like this might sound great, but like it's not telling the story that we kind of agreed on at the beginning. Yeah. Or making people move. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah. it's a story with the motive of making people move. I find more likely than not, uh, we use it as a remix if we think it's not like the original idea, but it's mm-hmm. still like going. So we're like, okay, like it'll be a remix. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's what she says to me. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a remix. <laughs> well, it's like, no, this is great. I can see that being a, I can see that being a good, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll worry about it later. Like, and then it never gets done. <laughs> well, for us specifically, like I was a singer songwriter first. Mm-hmm. And in general, when I'm producing, I tend 
to do less on the intricate synthesis and I'm more of songwriting and mm. almost like producing pop in a way with like electronic influence right where mm. he is was a DJ first and he's all about making the dance floor move and mm. he tends to make more I would say like houseier productions but you also spend time on synthesis so it's just where we kind of came from and I think that's also why we work is because we bring a little bit of our own sides to the mm. table and yeah. Yeah. Did, Would this, you say anything on that? <laughs> no, nah, you got it. You're looking very like, intently over there. Like, do you agree? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, hey, you better watch your words, like, Carol. Like, no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> this actually leads me to a, a good question that uh, I, I was hoping to ask you guys because you're yeah. our first duo on this podcast. Oh, cool. So that being said, what are the biggest issues or because like you were mentioning you bring your own uh piece of the puzzle he brings his own piece of the puzzle so that yeah. kind of works out and you just mesh well mm -hmm. but for other you know other people who might be watching other duos who are deciding you know what let's be a duo what are some of the things that yeah. obstacles you might have run into some things where, where you have to compromise or sure. you know yeah i think the biggest thing is at least as time goes on is you know finding one voice through two people via yeah. social media and figuring out what the tone or color of that voice is and really like sticking to it and yeah. you know really defining roles which is a lot easier said than mm -hmm. done because you know with art there's just you know you might care about the drums more in that moment and you can't just be like you're the drum person you're the <laughs> yeah. whatever yeah. so designated jobs yeah there is no designated job yeah I think one of the <clears throat> hardest things about um, being a duo is one allowing each other to do what each what each person's really good at but also giving space for the other person to excel in the area you're good at yeah. where like i tend to be more inclined to say you know you're better at that so you just run it um for example he's a great songwriter although i've potentially had more experience who's who knows but you know there'll be a line in the songwriting where he's like, I swear that that's better and we should run with it. And it's like a kind of pick and choose your battles at that point. Cause I'm like, okay, like I write a lot. So I, this I'll give this to him yeah. kind of mm -hmm. a thing. Mm -hmm. And at the same level, you know, I want him to get better at songwriting. So I want him to do it more. And, and the same with me with producing, he's like, I want to get better on the piano, even though he might be better, you know, mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's just like a balancing act kind of. Yeah. I like, I like the perspective of that too. It's just like, since you are in a duo, you want your duo partner to get better at what they're doing. Yeah. Like we're not just here so that we make the greatest song in the world here. It's just like, yeah. I want to get better. I want to grow and I want to see you grow. Yeah. So seeing that dynamic of like, <clears throat> Oh, this is where, let, yeah, let's have you work on this. Cause this is going to help you yeah. excel mm -hmm. even further. And, and then, in that process, we'll make the best song ever. Yeah. And in at, that the, process, at the end we'll of the day, yeah. you guys are like creating something together. Yeah. 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 That's the mindset. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. Like there's not a single person on this earth that has, the similar as similar of an experience to me as her you yeah. know yeah yeah like our most exciting times on this earth or my some of my most exciting times on this earth you know she's like yeah her eyes are like a little bit further to the right but she's like right there with yeah you. so it's like yeah. cool to be able that. to share such a cool thing and a bond and like you know, sometimes I hop on at random clubs places by myself but it's not, I can't I can definitely say it's really cool and more fulfilling to be able to share that experience with somebody. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I can actually really agree on that because yeah. these two are my best friends. So like 
what do you call it like every time i go to a festival by myself because like i like to go by myself sometimes i literally facetime them like it's not the same without you guys where are you yeah Yeah. we all just like crave human connection i think Mm -hmm. yeah and it's cool when you're able to create a song and also when you're performing it, you see people's reaction and you turn to that person and it's like, wow, like we, did we that. got it to that <laughs> yeah. place. It's like sharing that experience versus just being like, oh, that was cool. I just know about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially like, yeah, watching your friends succeed, you know, like you hear all these sayings of like, it's lonely at the top. And, you know, yeah. and as humans, we like innately crave, uh, we're innately social creatures, right? Exactly. So I think it's, yeah, it's, it's important to have those people in your life that you can really share those moments of success with. Yeah. But yeah. on the topic of that, though, we had a couple questions because we've we've heard and researched. We, we've done our research a little bit, and so we know we know that you guys um, in the beginning mm-hmm. started off. I think you guys know where this is going. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it started yeah. off as um, a couple, mm-hmm. couple. Okay, and I know recently you guys did announce that you guys are not a couple, right? Yes, it's right. been a couple years. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, re- recently within the last couple. Yeah, of years. yeah. we were looking on TikTok, and on TikTok we see there was a video of like you guys answering a question question sometime recently yeah about okay if you guys were dating yeah 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 so how did that start and and how do you feel like that's progressed over the years uh, to where you guys are now like how did the relationship start yeah how did the relationship start because i've i've heard some uh, some some things too and read some things as well but i want to hear your guys' story right, so <laughs> she's like i want to tell the story right now so uh we actually were in the same friend group in high school and oh. we're from the same area, grew up actually like 10 minutes down the road from one another. And um, yeah, and but in high school, we never had any um, like our friendship was just a friendship. Had We didn't know we'd be in music together. We yeah. actually never dated. Right. Um, and that's just like. She actually dated my best friends. Yeah. Nah, no way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like we were like lunch table, same friend group, same whoa, everything. Wow. For, yeah. You know, like that whole like we weren't like far apart in high school. Like we were friends. Oh. Yeah. yeah. We ate at the same lunch table. We actually like talked to each other about our relationship scenarios. Yeah. Wow. That's so you guys have fun. so much history with each other. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, it wasn't actually until we went to different colleges, and it wasn't until my end of my junior year when we reconnected. And my entire senior year of college, um, I visited Miami the, sum- the summer before my senior year. And then my entire senior year of college, he we Skyped every single day of college. And he was teaching me how to DJ and how to produce. And we were making music yeah. over Ableton from Miami. And then I was at going to Virginia Tech. And we had uh. this software that allowed uh, me to, to use his mouse and him to use my mouse. Yeah. Um, that was my riz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at the time, um, aside from us just growing a connection as people, we were both really interested in in wanting to have a music project. Yeah. And then when we graduated, literally the month that I was graduating, we were like, all right, if we're going to do this, what's the name? As soon as I graduate, we got to create it. And uh, yeah, and that was kind of the beginning of Bonnie and Clyde. And then our relationship started as well because we were making music together mm-hmm. and we formed this bond and we were writing a lot of music that kind of stemmed from our relationship and yeah, yeah. um Makes and sense. Else, just like wanting to like like our first song was The Ride and Rise Above which was very like uplifting and hopeful the lines where the way to find yourself is through the ride and then the next one was we rise and then we fall, but that won't break me. It yeah. was just kind of like, oh. 
little like notes of inspiration that yeah. the universe left for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like motivating us to just keep going because we wanted to make it happen so bad. Yeah. And it wasn't pretty long after we started Bonnie and Clyde. I would say like a summer went by until we found our first manager. Yeah. Yeah, you cuz you guys found success pretty quick, right? From what I We have put a heard. <laughs> we put a song on SoundCloud and or a couple songs, The, the ride. ride. Yeah. And it did really well. And that's even how um, so it was like the ride happened, a couple hundred thousand streams on SoundCloud in the first month, which yeah. was like a lot on SoundCloud. Yeah. yeah. Um, Especially at the time. Yeah. And then Rise Above, and we cold DM'd the dude that run Trap Nation. His name's Andre Benz. And uh, at that point, Trap Nation was like really popping. If you got yep. something on it, it was a big deal. Oh, yeah. I oh, remember. Yeah. I remember that era. Mm-hmm. Trap and, Nation, yeah. Mr. Suicide Sheep. Uh, yeah. All yeah. The big ones. Yeah. All exactly. And we called DM, DM'd him while he was at Amsterdam Music Week. And he listened to it. He's like, I love this. I'm going to upload it. And we we're like freaking out. And he uploaded it. Got like a million views in the first month. And then that led to uh, our first manager, which led to a EP deal with Insomniac and Interscope because they had a deal mm-hmm. together. They yeah. had the record label the when it was first starting. And on that EP was a song called Bass Jam. And then Bass Jam went number one US dance radio in 2017. And in that whole thing, that just led to the agent and just being on, you know, just all yeah. the festivals. Nice. And yeah. yeah, our first like three years of the project, we were in Miami, we toured all over. And then... It was when we first got booked on our first countdown New Year's and we packed up our entire place and moved to L.A. And we actually had our truck packed with all of our stuff and we took it to countdown and mm-hmm. played countdown with all of our stuff and hadn't moved in anywhere. Get out of That's here. It's so all your furniture. Funny. Was this? There was no furniture. We didn't own furniture okay. at that point. It was a Jeep and it was filled with everything that we had, the CDJs we had. Yeah. And yeah. we... We started driving to California without having a place to live yet. But How old were you guys? Um, 22? Is it 2017? Yeah. Eight years ago. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Wow, so we're like, well, we're like the same age. I'm 30. Are you 30? 29. I'm 28. 28. So. Cool. Yeah. We'll be 29 yeah. this year. Yeah. I'm 23. <laughs> I just turned 23. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, um, so just because like... Uh, because uh, as I mentioned to you guys like off camera earlier, I saw you guys in 2020 and you guys have had a lot of success very quickly. Yeah. I got to ask, how did you guys handle pandemic? Well, that sucked, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, it absolutely sucked for sure. Yeah, it's uh, like we had to restart everything. We had to restart all the momentum that was going around yeah. the project. Wow. Yeah, we also got booked on some festivals we had never gotten booked on before, like Electric yeah. Forest, Bonnaroo, and uh, they don't necessarily keep the same bookings yeah. a year or two later. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Which is weird. Like, Yeah, so we just had to keep making music, and we actually had our biggest song, I think, to date, uh, called Love Is Killing Me. It was popping off at the beginning of the Great pandemic, song. so we didn't get to tour it for the first year Damn. and a half, which was hard. But like the song did so well yeah. that even after the pandemic, it kind of kicked back in. Yeah, and yeah. it actually hit number one on dance radio too that's during your, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, your guys' most streamed song on Spotify, right? Yeah, yeah. I did my research. Yeah. <laughs> Is it the most? It's the most streamed now. It's not another you. Another use coming up, but okay. yeah, I think I did see that one was next. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so luckily, like as horrible as it was, luckily we had that song that kind of carried us through the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. And at the time we were like, we're not going to 
drop more of a project during the pandemic while this is like riding and you know we weren't able to tour an album yet so we just started working on a ton of music to put yeah. an album out like mm-hmm. after the pandemic which was what we did and, yeah yeah and so we, you- had, we had never put out an album we had only put out eps oh, yeah so we were excited to okay. just we had the time to build yeah. honestly it gave oh. us the time Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, that's why I asked because I was like, uh, everyone says it about pandemic. It's just like, what did you do? Did you did you just wait it out? And that's okay. Yeah. You know, like we were all questioning what was happening. Like, when is this going to be over? Yeah. When can life get back to normal? But then there's people like yourselves who are like, well, since we got the time, let's make an album. Yeah, I would say that music, as much as uh, it was horrible for the touring aspect of things um, and for just people all over the world. Of course, uh, of course. You know, I think that Uh, we got a little lucky being musicians and having we had like a good enough touring career I would say before the pandemic like we had established ourselves enough where I know a lot of homies who didn't get to really tour yet and that was their moment and then they got taken away from them so we were kind of in that middle area Um, yeah I mean it would have who knows what would have happened I think I I think our career would have excelled even more so but you know, stuff happens. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, hey, you guys are still doing big things. I had to check my phone real quick because I really wanted to see the song that I did have on my phone from you guys, which was yeah. Tonight, back in 2016. <laughs> That's the it. song I found you guys on. So <laughs> Mid-tempo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's labeled as a Moombatone here. <laughs> you, actually, you probably found it because it was a Discovery Project song where it actually wasn't one of the bigger records on that EP. But oh. Insomniac ran with that song because it was it won the Discovery Project. Oh, yeah, so I, I think, see. think it got pushed differently. But, Interesting. But yeah, but that but that wasn't one of that's not one of your guys's first hits, right? It was on was, the original EP that Bass Jam was on called the Wanted EP. Oh, so yeah. it was one of our first ten songs. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Well yeah. then, yeah. So then we found, I found you guys pretty early on. Then yeah. I said, yeah. as I'm assuming, a lot of people also 2016. Did. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I feel like I mean we already said it, but you guys popped up really quick, like yeah. really really quick. That like, because I remember seeing your guys' name pop up and and listening and whatnot around that time, and I'm like, wow! If you had just started in 2016, 2015 is when it started. 15, yeah, if you started yeah. in 2015 and I found you 2016, that was fast. Yeah, yeah, I think that um, the live vocal aspect as well as being a guy girl duo kind of helped because yeah. at the time. There wasn't any guy girl duos. Yeah, good marketing. Yeah, and uh, also just uh, we not, like independently, we're both outgoing people that love performing. He mm-hmm. he's an MC. I'm a vocalist, and just if you ever come to our show, we're very in the crowd's face. Yeah, we're not very you know. There's no wall up. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So, uh, and that's just something we've kind of had our whole career is. We like to leave a memorable performance and um i've even heard people just say uh they just like seeing us live more than listening to us because it's just a whole different experience yeah. and um people don't really expect me to sing live and yeah they don't even expect just the kind of show we put on so on topic of your live shows um i heard that you guys used to give out flowers during your performances do you guys or we still do that you guys still do that why That's, is that so at one of our on our first tour, someone gave us a bouquet of roses and we were about to leave to just fly out. And I was like, I'm not going to take these on the plane. So I just passed them out. Like I 
took the heads off and passed them out. And the response we got online from people freaking out that they got to have a little token symbol to take away from the show was so awesome yeah. that we, that was kind of when we decided that we're going to be the Rose Gang and <laughs> every single show on all our riders, we make sure we have a ro- roses and we pass them out and it's just a way for people to remember us. Yeah. It's so sweet. Also, I think it's a fun thing for people to want to get to the front to get a yeah. rose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like if, a Justin Bieber thing, like how we used to bring out like a, a girl for like one last lonely girl. Like people would always wait for like that moment. So yes. that's like a moment for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And I just always... I like to think of the perspective because I was once uh, in the crowd, like as much, I mean, I still enjoy shows, but there was once a time before I did this where I was raving. And in my mind, I'm like, if I was in the crowd at one of my favorite artist shows, yeah. and I was able to take something home from that. Like I would do everything I can to get that. Yeah. yeah. Th- that's a yeah. question we ask a lot too, was like um, if you guys are ravers or if you guys were ravers at one yeah. point and for how long? I would say <laughs> I went to Ultra Tomorrow World EDC Vegas um, before Bonnie and Clyde existed, mm. and I got to really take in just loving the rave experience and like the full-on plural life of camping yeah, at a festival. That's and, good. Um, but then when we started this project, I just don't really have the time, and I'm also at the event yep. so much that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, I haven't really. I would say the next time I want to really experience one, it's probably going to be like Burning Man. Um, a whole different vibe. Oh, yeah. So bad. <laughs> I went to school at a uh, university of Miami, and it was the year that Ultra was two weekends at Bayfront. Oh. And I remember I went both weekends. Damn. And I remember the week between the two Ultras that all the professors were like, why does everybody seem so sad this week? (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, uh, leaving the festival, there was this thing called the Metro Mover in Miami, which is like a little uh, train, and it was just like a zombie train on the way home. It was really funny, I'll never forget that. And (laughs) yeah, yeah, I mean, I definitely, I mean, I lived in Miami, so I was definitely exposed to a lot of dance music. My first event that I went to was in upstate New York, in Rochester, Life in Color, Mm. I think it was like Avicii or Alesso. I didn't really know. Wow, yeah. Uh, Back in those days. Yeah, got after it. And then... We went to Tomorrow World. Yeah, we went to Tomorrowland World. Yeah, the one in Tomorrowland. Georgia. I think it's Tomorrowland. No, no, there was a Tomorrow World. Okay, oh. I've been sitting here questioning. Yeah, like, like, we were like, I we were also So Tomorrowland, with all the stages, loaded onto a boat, and they came and created Tomorrow World that was in Atlanta, Georgia, for I think two years? Oh. Maybe three. Two or three years, and they canceled it because the last year it happened... Uh, Something the, with rain and mud the and grounds, got stuck. The property, the property got so ruined that the owner said no more. I think I heard of this, actually. It was honestly the best festival for the experience in America Whoa. outside of Insomniac festivals, uh, just because it was Tomorrowland in America. Yeah. yeah. Jay, can we look yeah. that up? Tomorrow World? I just want to I think know it's 2018. About it. Yeah. Yeah, that was when, a, did it, when it got canceled. ID and um, T, they own it. They're a company out of yeah. uh, Amsterdam that throws like Ooh. all the festivals throughout Europe and stuff. It allowed like you that. to. And Tomorrow World. Tomorrow, yeah. yeah. Tomorrow, Tomorrow World. It allowed you to experience, though, the camping aspect of things while also the stages were so spread out in their own cities, like separated by rivers. It was the craziest experience. It's Tomorrow World. There is there is no Tomorrow World. Uh, this is Tomorrow Land was canceled in 2021. Is that what you guys are talking about? No. You can type in like Tomorrow World 2018. Georgia. 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 At, yeah. Atlanta, Georgia. 
But yeah, it was. We experienced that festival before we were Bonnie. We and did that together, and I remember we were at the festival. We were the biggest fans of Vendata, and they were playing the festival. It was one of Snails' first festivals. I was like, "Yo, you gotta see this guy, man. He's got the sickest new sound. It's like Snails, man. Let's go!" Snails like, I'll never forget seeing Skrillex on that main stage. Um, it was crazy. After 2015, they canceled it. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Well, after 2015. Ago. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Maybe because yeah. wow. we did Yeah, we were Bonnie. Yeah. But yeah, we went there and we're like, and we were camping with a bunch of people, and we were like, we're doing this. Yeah. They were nice. Like, yeah. Sure. Speaking. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember going to certain stages though, and just like manifesting. Like, I was like, I, and I well, I realized, <laughs> I realized there were no singers initially. I was yeah. like, I can't believe there's these people performing, and like there was no live aspects happening, yeah. and I just saw the opportunity and. Yeah. yeah, I think every time there was a live aspect, like people went crazy. I remember seeing um, Zed at Coachella. Zed's my favorite artist. And oh, wow. I, I saw him at Coachella 2015 or 2016. And um, I think he brought on uh, Kesha for True Colors. And everyone went crazy, even though she's not the original singer of the song. But yeah, I was about to say. Singer, yeah. singer. Yeah, no, it was still the fact that, yeah. And then um, I think the following year, he brought out uh, Katy Perry for, that's when he came out with mm. 365. Yeah. And um, that was insane. I actually remember calling it right before he said it. I was like mimicking him. It was like literally like a minute before he said it. I'm like, and now for this next guest, I'd like to bring on Katy Perry. And then literally a minute later, he goes, all right, guys, put your hands together for Katy Perry. Wow. <laughs> it was like such a crazy moment. That's but cool. Yeah, the live aspect is definitely, it makes a huge difference yeah. for sure. But back on the question of, are we, were we ravers? I was never... Or I don't think she was ever, you know, we were there with all the candy and everything. Yeah. I would never yeah. say a raver. I think we were just dance music fans that once we saw it, we were like, we want to be doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 That's super interesting, though. Yeah. But I was always DJing. Like, from when I was 15, I was DJing. But no one yeah. ever they didn't show me dance music until I was 20. Yeah. And then I had an epiphany. And then in that epiphany, I transferred to Miami. And it was, yeah. like, more focused around that. I wonder if that's, yeah. like... Because I feel like, I mean, we so we had 4B on the podcast, and he grew up in uh, Jersey. Yeah. And I feel like he's also kind of from the same cloth of, like, he really likes dance music, but, like, he was never really a raver or anything like that. And I don't know. Like, so far, it just seems to me like East east coast is like yeah. more centered around like dance. we're from northern yeah. virginia which is not too far away from yeah, jersey yeah. we're mid-atlantic yeah. region yeah like you have like miami music week it's not like it's not like so rave centric like moonrise you know? didn't exist a lot of these festivals that exactly. exist now on the east coast weren't there right it also was, insomniac wasn't, wasn't a thing yeah. on the east it coast true yeah yeah That's it was mainly life and color like the paint parties ah. and that was more miami yeah interesting yeah, yeah that's so that like because there is every time we go to we're about to go to project glow this weekend and okay, um yeah. yeah and that's in dc so i guess more same kind of yeah. uh i think that life in color helped kind of push electronic music in a way because it created this like really fun environment at a show where like yeah. you're gonna get soaked in paint yeah or at least for the East Coast. Yeah. yeah. I think I've been to a, a Life in Color of some sort. Here in California, though, it was like in Sacramento. And I just remember it being really, really cold. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, everyone's wet with paint. And yeah. it's just like you're slipping through people. And it's but like, like water. Yeah, yeah it's like, water. Yeah. I'm cold. <laughs> Got to keep dancing and stay warm. Oh, you know, I definitely was. I was dancing. I was moving. I was trying to stay warm. But even yeah. then, it's just like more paint in my face because they have like giant paint guns. Wait, what is this? Life in, Life in Color? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, got, a- it got sold and then tanked. Yeah. But it... uh. 
just yeah. a giant paint party. Everyone show up. They'd have giant paint cannons. Jay, and be covered. Yeah. can we fact check that? Like as well? I could put like there were Life times where I could control the paint what cannons and paint yeah. would just fly um, at people. Like what That's years crazy. it was uh, a thing? And everyone wore white and just got soaked in different colors. But it's not a thing anymore. No, no. Well, that's terrible. What the hell? It got by, by, bought by a big conglomerate, I think, Live yeah. Nation. And sometimes, mm. you know, companies like that choose to not continue Live Nation. IPs like that. Yeah. There were also things with it I felt like that weren't the best. Like, I don't know how good the paint was for yeah. people. Mm. It's one All of the those chemicals things, on the skin. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's a good idea at the time. Yeah. And then people have memories, but then like... 2006 to 2019. Yeah. Wow. Oh, so like kind of I mean, a little more recent. We did a life in I color mean, in Thailand. Yeah. Ooh. That was pretty. Oh, you, you just opened a can of worms for <laughs> For real. His mind is like. He's Thai, so. I'm Thai. That's I've awesome. always wanted to go to uh, Songkhan, which is the Thai New Year's Festival, also oh, known wow. as the Water Festival. It's in April. So basically, wow. imagine a countrywide water fight. Like people are just throwing water at each other gently harshly with water guns water balloons you name it like if you what? even you two go fly it's Thai new year step outside the moment you step outside your <laughs> hotel room even the the staff will throw water at you because for Thai new year it's like we're washing away all the sins and uh, uh wow. bad luck and negative energy of last year so it's like they they're not doing out of malice there's like i yeah. want to get rid of your negative energy so i'm gonna throw water yeah. at your face that so. is so cool yeah that's just like anywhere you go everywhere in thailand Everywhere, yeah, that we're, is so cool. You were saying we I need love something Thailand. Like that. <laughs> we need something like that in the states. So we did the whole thing. We went to Bangkok, went to Phuket. And yeah, went to Fifi or PP. No, we went to Phuket. No, we went to the islands. That's Phuket. Oh. No, Phuket's on like the the tip. PP islands are different. Island. We went there. Yeah. Okay, maybe we did. <laughs> I just remember I almost got like mauled by a baby elephant and. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> it was a fun experience though. Because yeah. I, I didn't die, so it was good. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. No, Man. good memory <laughs> no. unlocked. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you guys remember Party Thieves? No. This no. is this DJ who had a time in the U.S., but he moved to Sydney because he fell in love. But um. Oh. Yeah, it happens. Still a good homie of ours. Yeah, I love him. But we were in Thailand with him. Um, oh. I think he was playing the event too, and we ended up just cruising around. Together. He's uh, he still I think makes trap music. I don't know if mm. he's, but he was trap. Yeah, yeah Thailand oh. lit. Life yeah. of color lit. Yeah. The one, the one of the few festivals that I still really want to go to. So S two O, S two O. It's in Thailand, also a Songkran festival. Wow. So it's music festival, but like imagine giant towers that have not just speakers, but water, like water sprinkling on everybody. Where yeah. in Thailand? I don't know the location personally. I, I remember yeah. looking it up just because my favorite artist played at it, and I just saw a video of it, and that's how I learned of it. I think it's what really I, cool. I did that thing with Sidewalk Talk with Henry Fong. He was saying that that was one of his favorite festivals he's ever played at. Too. I think. Wow. I think. I think. I'm What's your sure. favorite festival you ever been to? As of right now, sure. Okeechobee. Oh, Same. we love Okeechobee. Okeechobee. Yeah, what's that's your, what's your, what's your was, favorite? It's actually Okeechobee. Yeah, yeah, we love yeah. that festival. I was just there this recent March, and it was phenomenal. Oh, it's the best. It's so much fun. It's almost like a mini um, Burning Man. <laughs> Not many Burning Man. It's like, like Coachella without Instagram. Exactly. It is. Yeah. This is a good transition, actually. I know we're. I know we're about to talk. Well, I we we wanted to talk a little bit about Coachella too because we just went to Coachella. This just last for the one. Yeah, but I agree yeah. with you because I was actually talking to one of my friends at Coachella and I was like, this gives me like an Okeechobee vibe, but like with like, Okeechobee doesn't have all like all the influencers. It's yeah. more mainstream. Yeah. 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 And I, I like just, like if you really are trying to party, like I think. Okeechobee is like a really good place to do it because Florida so and Florida people are just wild and yeah. 
you know, California people are a little bit different. Than, oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. The crowd at Coachella. Okeechobee has a good mix of electronic and, like, live bands. And I got yeah. to see Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, my gosh. The best. They, the lineups are just amazing. It was so good. And Odessa. And, I got to uh, see Odessa's yeah, drum line. The whole drum line. Yeah, we had a social <laughs> clip to go keep, crazy on Odessa. I keep thinking about Okeechobee still. It was... It's it great. Was, it was wonderful. I was yeah. sad to not go this year, real talk. Mm. The first time our... When, I forget what the year, but when we played Okeechobee, we played the Arcadia stage on the Incendia beach. Incendia stage. Oh, the Incendia stage. It's wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that was an epic experience because Dude. they closed all the stages. Yeah, yeah. And everyone, like the whole festival was at the beach. Yeah. And we were like, this is epic. Oh, that's sick. They, they do, they, on the last day, they do that. They close all the other stages. Incendia is the only one, and there's like these giant flames coming out of yeah. it and everything. Funny, like, oh, funny wow. Okeechobee story is my sister was oh, had a little... Um, had a little bottle of water, water with a party in it, and with uh, pre-workout. We call it pre-workout. Yeah, we had some pre-workout in it, and um, she put it up on the booth. And she's like, "You don't do." Page, oh, page, no. grabbed it, <laughs> thinking it was just water. Water, yeah. Like I'm like in between singing and like jumping up and performing. Oh, you were performing oh. too. Okay, like my throat is dry. I just need water. <laughs> oh no! Immediately when I took a very big chug, I knew what I had gotten myself into. <laughs> there was no puking it out. Yeah, the iconic moment of like, why is it so spicy? And you had to perform. Oh yeah, we sold like half our set left. It was crazy. How how yeah. was that? Oh. uh uh, really fun. <laughs> Energetic. Um, but yeah. it was funny when we got back to the camp, um, she just wouldn't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was wild. It was wild. There yeah, actually um, aren't too many experiences, I would say, that were on anything. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was one other, uh, I mean, aside from like alcohol or like maybe smoking right. a little weed, but yeah. there was one experience at Miami Music Week. And it was the first time we had done a song with Adventure Club and I stood up we on We did a remix for them. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're Stay right. gold remix. Yeah. Oh mm. future bass. And uh we were just we at Miami Music Week at their show, like backstage. They invited us as guests, but we I didn't have any thought in my mind that we would be singing the remix we made and next thing you know, just so happened to take something. And <laughs> as I'm in the middle of coming up, next thing you know, Layton turns to me and he goes, Come sing a remix. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. And I just got up there and that was one of the wildest experiences. <laughs> That's so funny. I, uh, I I always wondered that because I have a couple of friends uh, who are part of a uh, prestigious dance crew. And um, before I knew them, actually, one of them was telling me about how uh, they had because uh, they actually came and performed at my college uh, one year, the year before I went there. And um, I guess when they were performing, like half of them were on pre-workout wow. while, they, while they're performing and they're a dance crew. And this wow. is like, yeah, this is like intricate, like popping. They still like, need precision. And they're, they're doing And I'm like, that's insane. That's, that's impressive. Yeah, it's hard to sustain, impressive. I feel like. I agree. But I mean, yeah, I get I, people do it all the time. I agree. Yeah. Not that yeah. we condone this, but you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, generally speaking, me and page would definitely took our job seriously that's good yeah. yeah and as you should yeah especially like bigger festivals and stuff i mean sometimes we play bottle clubs like there's a bottle i mean right now i've not many people know this but like right i'm seven months into doing a year of nothing mm -hmm. that's, that's awesome. awesome 
Year sobriety. Like yeah. sober from even like alcohol and weed. Alcohol, yeah. weed, everything. Caffeine. Caffeine. Uh, Coca-Cola, I like. Okay. Not, not coffee. Not I don't caffeine. drink coffee, though. Ah, interesting. But, uh, yeah. That's but, uh, yeah. It's like, you know, balance, moderation, discipline, control. If that's anything you could clip from this is if you're doing anything, moderate, be yes. disciplined. Yes. Everything and know when to stop, have control. Yeah. 100% I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I would say I typically never... Like it's rare that I'll have like a drink, but because I sing, my voice gets dried out pretty easily. So mm. I don't drink really. Yeah. But after shows, our first, I don't know, maybe like four years as Bonnie and Clyde, every, like after every show to like get to sleep, we would smoke weed. And because mm. um, it just takes your adrenaline down. And it was like, we yeah. needed to chill out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I'm even not doing so much of that anymore just because. Trying to protect the vocals. Yeah, I was about to say, smoking weed, like, wouldn't it, like, hurt your vocals? Oh, yeah. yeah. But it was interesting because as much as it would hurt my vocals, I just needed to chill out. Like, my adrenaline gets crazy after a show. and I can only imagine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, having to sleep right after that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always say this every time I see, like, a, a really, really fun set where it's, like, you could tell the artist is here to give you an experience. Um, other than you guys, the first one on my head is always Timmy Trumpet. That guy, like, oh, yeah. you can just tell mm -hmm. he's here to make sure you're having a good time. And I always have this thought in my my head is like, God, what, what must it feel like to be on that stage, to have that much energy, to just, like, be able to control all this energy out here, the adrenaline he must be feeling it, which I'm assuming you two feel as well after every show. Yeah. Definitely. I, it's electric. Yeah. Charges my battery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think it just matters the kind of show you're trying to put on because to yeah. be able to control a crowd um, and just give the same energy that they're giving, it's, it's, it's a whole workout. Yeah. How was it like your first, your guys' first time performing live? Uh, chaotic. Yeah, I would say <laughs> it, was, we were a mess. it was crazy. <laughs> we, we, we actually got thrown onto shows before we were really put together i would say like as a group like uh. i didn't really know how to dj fully yet and like my first show i think we ever played was before i had ever even like, we closed really for DJ'd. a guy named bro safari at a venue oh, in miami called uh grand central which was a really sick venue R.I.P. yeah they <laughs> that venue. bulldozed it and built high rises and stuff but um yeah, I remember getting off the stage and the promoter was like, "You guys need, you guys need to have some work to do." Yeah, <laughs> me specifically, because I at the same time it's like, although, like I was trying to make up for not knowing how to DJ just by performing yeah. more, but it's like you just know if someone can DJ or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially if they're trying. Like, we never really have like ever done anything that wasn't like live live yeah mm -hmm. so even though i didn't know how to dj i was still trying to dj live yeah <laughs> i was like oh, yeah. messing up messing up yeah yeah we had but, Fairlane on the podcast and he said um his first back-to-back -back that he did it with william black because they're they're really close i think they live together now but mm -hmm. um the first back-to-back -back, they literally had like fans of william blacks like hit them up and be like you guys need to work on your set like <laughs> which is like i can imagine the most embarrassing thing ever but what wasn't yeah. it wasn't immediately after that william black was like i never want yeah to no william black literally turned to fair lady and was like was like we are not doing this ever again or like you need to work on your shit or like well something. to be fair it's it's the collaboration aspect yeah, of it that too. Also, it's just they like, don't have time to prep that yeah, that's true, yeah. yeah. there are also just some people that are djs and there are some people that are artist producers and there's yeah. some people that yeah. are both you know yeah. what i'm saying and yeah i would definitely 
put me in the category of I'm I was DJ first, like party right. starter DJ. Like right. example would be like Gordo, definitely like a DJ yeah. party starter mm-hmm. and became artist producer. Where I feel like, you know, maybe fairly said Fairlane, like yeah. he's like music, music. He's like guitar. Yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, like yep. you know, less of like. Came from the artist first. Yeah, then exactly. Yeah. To the DJ. Exactly. So it's understandable that that could be the reaction in that context. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that makes sense. In general, that's really common though that, um, I mean, there's so many producers that want to be able to get up and play their music. So yeah. they're like, I'm either going to learn this or I'm going to press play or something. Yeah. Like, and uh, yeah, it's kind of how it goes. Yeah. It's cool. Like seeing the duality of that, you know, being a yeah. DJ and being a producer. And like mm-hmm. having an even mix of both of those. Yeah. And everybody <laughs> has their own like journey in one yeah. or the other. Yep. Yeah. And how that correlates with how they are yeah. live or personality too. Yep. Yeah. Because the party starters like Timmy Trumpet has his personality in your face, in live. Your like Stevie Oki in your face, live. Yep. Party starter Tiesto yep. in your face, you know. Yeah. Like, Just getting up there on the, the Trumps. <laughs> But then you go like Rufus to Soul, like yeah, those are those guys aren't like Odessa getting the party <laughs> yeah. started in that way. But yeah. it's still beautiful. It's still wonderful. They're both yeah. still great. Yeah. It's just a different frequency in that greatness. Yeah, yeah. I also think it's just kind of what you want. I think personally, people that don't decide to really learn how to live mix, uh, it's actually very simple once you learn it. And mm. I think some people just decide not to because they're like scared of it or something. Mm. But I don't know. I found early on, even when I was just like a singer songwriter trying to produce that I had to DJ because I wanted to be a part of these B2Bs and like I wanted to be a DJ, like I'm behind a DJ booth. Like I don't want to just be singing. I don't want to be DJing. So it's just so much fun. Have you guys (laughs) ever done like a back to back with someone where you after you were like, well, this is not going to work. Like I'm not going to do a back to back with them again. Not anybody that was like we've done back to backs with. A lot like of people. Nightmare and whoa, um, okay. okay, and Sescro and Ecology slushy. and Slushy and honestly, Kezo a lot of people. Kezo and, and, oh, kind of like if we're ever in a city where they're playing on tour and we pop up, they're like, yeah. Yeah, come on at the end. The last usually like the last thirty minutes, they're like, all right, free for all. Let's just fucking run mm. it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know there's fun. one with like the Riot Ten, uh, Riot Ten and Moonboy. I know about that one. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, one. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> probably a lot more to be honest. Because when we're on tour, if there's like just an artist that pops up in the city, or we're playing like, an event, they're playing. Come on, yeah. You just turn around, you see them, and the, hey, you're here. You just come, come, come on, come yeah, on. Cause yeah, because most of these guys are DJs. I, I remember I was at this like club in LA that was like a terrible club. I don't even want to mention it, but um. <laughs> This guy who was like fr- friends with me, like wanted to go back to back, and he did like his first. He did two songs, and I realized he didn't know how to mix, and I was just uh, like, well, "Come over to my house next week, and I'll I'll explain to you." Oh, just oh, so sweet of you to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 it's funny, but no, I've never had a back to back with someone that was like that. You'd probably hear of where I was like, "That wasn't good." Yeah, or yeah. There's actually, mesh. but there has been people that we back to back that like. I just know make phenomenal music and they come up and I'm like, oh, you don't know how to DJ, but (laughs) that's definitely happened. But yeah. I mean, DJing in itself is like, it's just, it's an instrument, you know, it's, it's, that's the way I see it. It is. It's an instrument in itself. It's art. Yeah. 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 I'm really curious. And everyone has their own flow. I'm really curious about this club. 
That's your dog. Pootsie, gonna... Pootsie Bellows, bro. Okay, okay. Yeah. Pootsie Bellows, that's one in LA? Yeah, you should never go there ever. So yeah, I just no, wanted no, to make God, sure. Daniel. I've only been there once, and uh, no, I'm, I'm never going back. <laughs> so that. I mean, there's no well, dance floor. Wait, no, wait, there's a dance floor at Pootsie there, Bellows. There is. It's really small, though. They won't be bringing you back. I don't care if they bring me back. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't one of the ones that I promote for, so. It becomes the biggest. becomes the biggest club in LA. Definitely one. No, it's not going to be. There's a lot of clubs in LA. Yeah, like that, that's not. one of like the ones like on the lower scale. No, the best yeah. one is definitely like Academy Exchange. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh yeah, the Shrine. EDM ones. Yeah, the ones where they have like big dance music <laughs> yeah, shows. Like I agree. Palladium. Yep, we love yep. those. Yeah, and I after love that, the Palladium. Like, Palladium has so much space. Like it has like the perfect amount of space in my opinion. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's we, awesome. I, those are the Exchange and Academy are the two that I, uh, I promote for. So and I love nice. I love the Exchange. So. Yeah. Yeah, high ceilings. We love those. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I love the mezzanine, and I love um, just like they can put it in so much more production value because they have that giant screen. Yeah. Not to take away from Academy's ceiling screen, which is amazing, also. But I get you though. It's yeah, a different experience. It is yeah. definitely. Yeah, it's more of like a. It gives more of that like Palladium vibe of just like very grand. A show, Whereas yeah. Academy's kind of more just like a club. Like it's like it's know, like boiler room yeah. style. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like hangout. You know. Yeah, yeah I like yeah. grand. Is a good adjective. Grand energy is the best. Energy. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Um, I'm big on like like production value and like being able to see visuals and see things like that. So like I, on the note of like live live performances, Odessa, amazing. I just want to throw that in there again. But <laughs> since we were at Coachella the other day, and uh, uh, was it Fort Ted, Fred again, and, and, and Skrillex, Skrillex. They had the I just found out by the way from my uh, editor that they go by uh, Pangborn uh, Mafia House. Pangborn, Pangborn Mafia? House. No, sorry, Pangborn House Mafia. Pangborn PHC. No, it's PHM, sorry. PHM. PHM. You know what? Let me fact check. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me just. I, <laughs> I just need to make sure. That. Yeah, apparently. Oh, that's so funny. My yeah. editor just texted me. Um, but, but the point that I was trying to get to. <laughs> yeah, PHM. Um, uh, I just thought it was really interesting that, like, what you guys were talking about, they were so. It, like, they. So, you know, Frank Ocean got. Uh, mm-hmm. He was. I don't know, I know why he's not a part of it, but he was not a part of it anymore. Yeah. So, the ice skating rink that he was going to use, they then put their DJ booth, lifted it up like a pop up in New York. And I yep. was like, that's really, really cool. Yeah. And then the, I think the towers they were in between were the only towers that had the music coming from it. So, if you walked away, you wouldn't hear the music. It was like, that was like the last stage. It was. Wow. So, like. Everything yeah. was right there, and it made it so that it had to be an intimate moment because the yeah. TVs weren't on. There was no well, they visuals. were on. No, they did. They had. They, but there they was were no, showing the camera on yes. like Skrillex and all of them, but barely. And then there was mm. very. Uh, there was no pyrokinetics. There was no like cool. like visuals or anything. So yeah, it was a very focus of like the intimate with the people around you. Sounds yeah. very Fred again. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah it was yeah. beautiful. Fred yeah. again. Was it Fred again? He literally, when they left, I still think this is funny. He just grabbed his groceries and just like, they left. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Like, like he had groceries. He went to pick up groceries before. <laughs> they just seem like those kind of guys. I saw that TikTok. I don't know. Was it uh, Yevi who sent us the TikTok of uh, Kieran Fortet? He yeah. was just at Chris Lake and Fisher's set. Yeah. And he someone, was just chilling someone in the back. Someone took a video of him. They're like, isn't Kieran supposed to be doing like sound check for their set no. or whatever? And he's like, just chilling over with Chris Lake and Fisher. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Skrillex is the king of just 
pop-ups and like yeah. super on the fly like spontaneous i even heard after that he went to some location and did like an after set somewhere that was super yeah. small yeah. yeah i mean i wouldn't be surprised if they didn't plan any of it yeah, yeah. no maybe 100%. they made some edits they knew they were gonna play but i wouldn't be surprised if they would like just yeah at the last second yeah. they were like all right yeah let's let's run it yeah like they got their notes to hit they got their country rhythm you know stuff that they were like hitting yeah. and everything that infamous transition yeah rhythm on the main stage that was kind of sick yeah <laughs> that, was, that was pretty great yeah, yeah. that's pretty great yeah, I brought one of my friends who like doesn't really even like EDM, and she like had the best time during that set. Which I, know, was, I like, heard they crazy. played really good. Uh, yeah, um, it was so much broad. fun. It was yeah, you could like really just go full into the music and Exciting. commit to that. Mm -hmm. And the people yeah. that are you around as well, so it's like you're partying with your friends and everyone that was in the crowd. Very intimate. Yeah. Uh, I mean, while we're talking about Coachella, though, have you guys ever been before? I was going to ask the same question. I <laughs> yeah. have been to not the festival, but to uh, parties around Coachella twice uh, uh, in two different years. But I've never been to Coachella because I promised myself I wouldn't go until I play. So mm, That's a, that's a okay. good reason. That's, that's a really good reason. That, is fair. that was normally my rule, but I got invited. Um, I stayed in the house with the Slander Boys the same year that oh, nice. Nightmare was headlining the sahara tent hmm. so i just felt like i couldn't say no oh yeah. that was 2018 right 2019 you would know you go to coachella all the time i did that yes. was two that days was ago the last was our year first I, went, time. I think he headlined at the sahara tent that year yeah it was it was an amazing time uh yeah and i did the whole thing sahara we stayed at a house that was walking distance from the polo you went all three days yeah nice Hell ripped yeah. it up ripped it up those guys those guys are wild but yeah. um yeah i mean but actually this year this weekend i'm gonna go to stagecoach <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i never i never gone but another friend gave me the opportunity to go and we're already going to be in san diego this weekend playing nice. at park san diego if Ooh. this gets uploaded before that but, um, it, it will be up on sunday which yeah. i okay, think might so, be too late uh, <laughs> but we'll have a section at the end where you guys um plug your upcoming shows sounds good uh, but yeah so decided to go out there and experience that i don't normally listen to country music but live music's good and just yeah. a different perspective yeah. on music it'll be good yeah my actually my first time uh going to the parties post malone out, outside of coachella i went i had like a deal with this company called concierge which is like a weed company yeah and they had and this was before or this was right when post malone sorry no that's my uh, fault <laughs> this was right when post malone was dropping white iverson and so he wasn't like blown blown yet, oh, but like yeah. it was his moment. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I pulled up the concierge party, and like the, one of the first people I was like in a conversation with the group was like Post Malone. So I didn't like Whoa. it wasn't like a moment where I knew who he was or any of that. He was yeah. just like hanging, and then I went into this garage, and in the garage at this table I was at, it was literally me and Rihanna and like these two other girls. And Rihanna's like, "Hey, want this blunt?" I was like, "Yes." We're like in this garage <laughs> hanger. We're like in this garage hangar and it's like Migos is performing and Tory yeah. Lanez and Diddy. And it was just like some really unreal Whoa. energy. It was super like this celebrity. Like it was like a bunch of celebrities and I just happened to get invited because I was friends with people that ran the company. That like, is, is so crazy. cool. Oh my yeah. God. I don't know what I would do. No, I, I literally died inside. I was just standing there. My friend was like tapping on me to come somewhere. I was like, I'm smoking a blunt with Rihanna. <laughs> yeah, don't bother me. That was crazy. That's yeah. so funny. Uh, so, well, so you said that um, you only want to go if you guys get invited to play. Yeah. Um, 
what what stage do you guys like is there any specific way that you guys get booked for stages when you guys play at these like major festivals yeah it all depends on the nature of our show and the kind of show we're putting on at that festival Got i would it. say if we play coachella it's likely to be the sahara town yeah and or the uh, uh, let me rephrase when do we play like, coachella yes yeah. yes when that shit I, mean, I can also see us playing like the heineken house or do lab yeah but it just depends a lot of people don't realize that your bookings come from an agent and not always yeah. just your music and the performance you have a lot of it is connections and right. yeah. also leverage with the team that you're on and who other artists that are bigger than you or you're connected to and um yeah so like a lot of the time you know there are some artists i find that play shows and you're like how did they get to play that show and yeah. it's not necessarily because they're that big it's just they got in with the right team and they have the right mm -hmm. connect and sometimes they have the same agent as whoever and but when it comes to playing venues it's like at least for me I, I view the world like it's like a video game and i have to like unlock that venue yeah mm -hmm. yeah, you know, yeah. but through the music like i've never been to the gorge i've never been to red rocks mm -hmm. um i think that's we haven't either that's pretty so, <laughs> i've been to red rocks pretty oh, much it that rocks, yeah. oh, lala we're playing lala oh, yeah. this summer lala about to do lala palooza nice. lightning in a bottle haven't done that one or know where no. it is mm. that's also like probably not our flow a either. little different yeah, yeah. the yeah. people that they book mm. uh, like a little more indie yeah i'd say indie and under um, underground ddm i feel yeah. like more so but um, I'm trying to think of what else. I could see you guys at the Sahara tent for sure. We just saw Jai Wolf um, I at the Sahara saw, tent on Sunday. Saw that. Crazy. The the they've really upgraded that yeah. that tent. Like it's come a long way. So I I started going to Coachella back in 2015. I went four years in a row. Oh wow. And I did the whole camp. The first three years I did the whole camping thing, uh, which is great because um I was in college. I was in a frat and we would just. Basically, everyone would get there super early on Thursday. Like, they would literally leave Wednesday or Wednesday going into Thursday at 4 a.m. just so we could get a front row spot in the campsite and get an entire lane. And we would get like couches and like all this stuff. Yeah, and we'd right. have, yeah, we'd start the day with playing beer die like outside our campsite. And um, that was so much fun. Um, but just seeing that stage, the Sahara stage, like transform over the years, because it used to be really cramped. It used to be like the Yuma and the Mojave tents, oh, wow. which are like a lot smaller. And um, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. It's the visuals are they they were going crazy during Chai Wolf set. I mean, he did some AI stuff, and that was yeah, sick. He did do some AI stuff. He did some AI stuff yeah, with visuals. like his visuals, the dancers, yeah. and just like it was sick. Yeah, he that was a set that was like kind of a long time coming because of COVID. He was supposed mm -hmm. to play earlier mm -hmm. but didn't get to so that was like a moment for him for sure yeah yeah i saw his post on like uh his sound check or whatever and he's like when they call you at 7 a.m for your sound check or something and he's just like with his coffee and he's just like <laughs> alone and you just see the sahara stage like the whole, it's empty you know no yeah. one's there yet <laughs> super cool yeah but um yeah, but yeah oh yeah sorry go ahead no, no no i was just gonna say that uh we hope to be there in the, the coming years we, we yeah. will you be will there. be there. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Manifest yeah, that for shit. sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Speak it as if you already have it, and then it will come to you. Yeah, um, assumption. We're big. Uh, we're big manifestation people here. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but music, shall we? Oh yeah. Let's yes. listen to Let's some new music. Are you guys? So our song we're about to play is called Memory. 
and it's a collaboration with us and a group from New York called Some Sun. And yeah, play it. You gonna sing it? I was like, am I gonna sing his part? Go for it. Are these your vocals? Down on my knees, you answered my prayers. If there's a million people, wait, who's singing right now? Oh, okay. No, no, no. Who, who is singing? Some song out of New York. Got it. Oh, that's nice. That's really nice. This is some Sahara head shit right here. <laughs> Absolutely. Ooh. Oh yeah. Oh. Yes, yes. Enter Bonnie. Yeah. Hell yeah. Very nice compliment to the male vocals. <laughs> you have an amazing voice, by the way. Thank you. Nice little lead in. This is like perfect music festival music. Yeah. S tier. This is very like like walking through the festival just yeah. like yeah, you're just you're just taking everything in. Yeah. Montage moment. Yeah. Montage moment. Life is great. That was fantastic. That was phenomenal. That was a beautiful Thank song. You. Thank you. Yeah. We're excited about that one. Yeah. Very like feel good. Like all the things really brings me back to like college and just like when I first like really fell in love with EDM. Yeah. And like makes me just like just that life is great. Moment. It's, that's like, road it's, trip music for sure. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. The, the walk through the gate vibes. Yeah. Like yeah, the yeah. moment you walk through the gates of like, I'm I'm here. I'm at the festival. Yeah. 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 A, a huge goal, I think, with um, a lot of our music we're making now is we just want to make people feel good, but also still bring the energy that like a main stage would bring you of like yeah. going to a festival yeah. or um, 
Yeah, making people jump, but also getting their feels a little bit. Yeah, you guys definitely achieved that <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I, I love that kind of music where it's like you feel like you're going somewhere, mm -hmm. you know, like yeah. like the travel yeah. music, which is mm -hmm. like, dude, I'm going somewhere great right now. Yeah. And that like excitement that you get, that mm -hmm. that song really brought that out. Right, so a festival up. montage Thanks. moment, like yeah. looking at like a festival recap. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Thanks. Making people want to buy tickets. Yeah, for real. Yeah. 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 yeah, and then this starting in the middle of the summer, we're going to be doing the more than just a memory tour. Yeah. Ah. Love it. So yeah. that, it'll be Plug. based off this song. Hell yeah. Okay. yeah. Get your tickets when they drop. Yeah. yeah. When's that coming out? The tour? No, when uh the song. Yeah. In the next six weeks. As a single yeah. or EP? single. It'll be a single. Yeah. yeah. You guys hear to her first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> six weeks from now, that's what? It could be sooner. Mm -hmm. it, could be yeah. sooner. it could be what like month is three it? weeks. April? April. So maybe it's gonna be April. May. And yeah. April. Yeah. Maybe like late May. Middle maybe the first end of May, yeah. Well, this will be the first social clip I work on, so. Hell yeah. Have you guys performed that yet? Yeah. Live? Yeah. 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 Honestly, uh, the feedback we've been given from playing that song, a lot of people say that it sounds like a VG. That's what I was thinking, yeah. It's been like the biggest compliment ever. I was ever. about to say, uh -huh. like, that must be you. the biggest compliment. Yeah. It's, it's wild. It's actually been like a handful of people that have said that. And I'm like, I'm cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely has a VG vibes to it. Yeah. It's cool, like being able to incorporate like live guitar with electronic music i love doing that and giving that kind of like acoustic feel but yeah um and in general i we're also trying to just bring back the feeling of that like 2013 to 2015 electronic era yeah. of like the golden the, uh, era the, nostal <laughs> the nostalgic og are you no love no, I think I think we should do the another UDLMT remix. It's an unreleased remix. Oh, okay. Oh, we get another one. We get another. Ooh, let's do that's it. That's a good one. That's a harder one. Okay. Ooh, we'll end it after the first drop, though. So let's check it out. So All this right. is this is Bonnie and Clyde another UDLMT remix unreleased. It's coming though. Okay. Yeah. One of these. Yeah. Ooh. That bass line. This is definitely for the rave. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like warehouse warehouse vibes. of trance in there yeah definitely yeah we definitely call it melodic techno oh right gotcha wow you actually are liking this i'm I like i'm trance. shocked i no, like this melodic techno he just said he's got that trance vibe because of the vocals oh i missed it <laughs> Ooh, that's dirty. Ooh. That's a good stab. <laughs> I like that. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, 
Playing this live is fun. <laughs> I love that hi hat. Sounds really nice. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm. Yeah, we've been like slowly creeping towards like listening to techno more. I know Bryn's gotten into it. I've been like listening to it a little more yeah. too. You know, like Tale of Us? What was that? Tale of Us? Tale of Us. I don't know who that is. No. I have. I oh, know. you got to look at Tale of Us. <laughs> That's the no. one. Okay, okay. Their visuals are like viral. You haven't seen these crazy videos with the crazy vertical yeah, the, wall? The, oh, the, yeah. Oh, 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 Stupid, stupid viral right now. Yeah. Isn't it like a group of two guys? Two oh, guys. it's two guys. Got it. Okay. Yeah. But their visuals blew them up on the internet. Like, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's yep. unbelievable. But there's that's the sound that's really uh, having a wave right now yeah. with yep. their label Afterlife. And there's another guy. His name's Cassian. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but. I think so. Yeah. And that sounds familiar. He's I think dope. you probably talked to me about Cassian. He's under like the Rufus to Soul thing. There's like a whole nother world of dance music beyond yeah. like this North American stuff. No, there yeah. yeah. really is. It's crazy the yeah. overlap too. I always talk about um, the artist that I uh, kind of got me a little more into that was as uh, Aaron Highbell. Have you guys heard of him? No. He has this series on TikTok where he plays in front of a monastery. And, oh, I've um, seen that. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. That. Yeah, but he has monastery sounds. And um, I used I to listen to him that. back in the day. He used to make Progressive House. And now he makes trance, techno, uh, and wow. like, yes, yeah, maybe some like deep house, but like mostly, mostly techno trance. And, um, oh. a lot of his remixes, I, they're just like really solid. He has a remix of, um, human by John summit that I think blew up mm. and, oh. uh, you probably, you guys probably heard it before. If you guys heard it, you probably recognize it, but what's the name, the artist name, uh, Aaron Highbell. Yeah. I definitely have seen that. Yeah. Yeah. No, crazy. He does good. it with the push, the little, the yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah kind of got the same feel of like just really like in, uh, encapsulating you and like the feeling you know yeah, yeah. anthemic cool. orchestra yeah. kind of feeling exactly yeah that was amazing love music yeah. <laughs> I love how like both songs were like completely different yeah, yeah. <laughs> well yeah the one being a remix it definitely shows yeah, it wasn't our remix it was a remix of our song that's coming it's out it's more yeah. like DLM and T's vibe got it got it okay yeah because it's a remake yeah that's right of another you who which i've also heard which is like more feel good we yeah. also tend to like having people do remixes of our songs that go like way crazier so we can play it at our show and yeah 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 how does that usually go by the way because I've, I've always wondered that too like i love hearing artists play um like the remixes that are like more intricate so like if if an artist does a song that's a little bit slower and a little more like um, yeah. emotion based and then you get an artist that's like a future bass or a trap artist or something and they make like a trap or future bass remix I think that's yeah. always crazy yeah, I mean typically we play our original at the show but then we also play the remix just to 
you're talking about how we actually get the remix yeah, facilitated? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we have our people reach out to their people and like you know. oh, Okay, so you are you guys the ones that initiate that well, process? With, with DLMT specifically, we we know them, so I just gotcha. text them and then he was like, "Yo, have your people hit my people." Uh, <laughs> but Amen. it can kind of go either way. Of you know, if we're a huge fan of an artist and we want them to remix, yeah. we DM them or contact their com- our management, um, or you know, you're just friends with somebody, or yeah. they hit us up and they love one of our songs and they say they want to remix it. It kind of happens any anyway. Yeah, and uh, we've had people like a ton of people. We used to do this. Uh, forget what is it with band something where we'd go online and have people remix like our- open remix competitions yeah kind of thing. Mm-hmm. yeah but that yeah. wasn't as official to like where we have like a remix pack on spotify right those are usually like artists that we've um yeah like chosen and okay have you guys ever found any like really good artists off of like a smaller artist maybe making a remix to one 100 percent definitely yeah. yeah yeah or other remixes of other people's songs or just you know dive in the internet yeah when we used to uh go live and have open remix sessions Flip. where we'd like play our songs yeah, been, and yeah. I saw you get people to re- uh, remix. We found some like insane remixes that we didn't officially release through our Spotify, but uh-huh. we ended up playing in our shows for years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are, what are some of the artists? Can we, uh, I'm curious. Gosh, this was actually more towards the beginning of our career. We would do this when we played. The, like Joy Sick was this kid oh, out yeah. of Switzerland that just like Sweden or something, and he made yeah. this remix. We're like, oh, this is lit, and um, played in our shows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it got like five million streams just Whoa. on his remix or something like that. Who, but uh, who is anyone else that's remixed that we played that we just like? Found? I mean, we've had Shipwreck remixes nice. and. Uh, Co- convicts and oh, yeah. jupe and Convex, I jupe i know jupe yeah that's low-key yeah low-key yeah. you know so that's good but uh yeah a bunch of others havoc roth that yeah. was that was one that was like he was really good at future bass but yeah uh yeah. who else has done remixes Clip, clips ahoy like oh, these are all guys are like low-key no yeah but i do because i used to go on soundcloud like so religiously in college and i knew a lot of like the lower key artists i feel like or at least for future bass i remember just finding some absolute gems on like through soundcloud yeah that um are not like you know some of them are not real some of them did be- end up becoming a little more mainstream today but there are still some of them who are like a lot more low-key um, yeah we also had a uh, super low key guy. What about like Purge? You know yeah, this Elenium, you know? Oh, uh, I think I might have heard of him. Who's before. that guy? Maybe. Oh, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Purge yeah, must not be one. big enough yet. <laughs> I mean, I know San Holo started off like in yeah, the in the San Holo. SoundCloud space for a while. Yeah. Dude, so did a lot of these people. Like everybody. Yeah. yeah. I even say my name. This yeah, is, this is before they like removed. I, I don't know what happened, but something with SoundCloud where like remixes and like whatever yeah. got removed. Well, it was because a lot of the music wasn't as palatable for like mainstream radio. Yeah. So well, and they also like, started monetizing it. Yeah, that yeah. too. That's what happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember finding like gems like uh, Mickey Valen. Have you guys ever heard of Mickey Valen or like uh, yeah. Wave Racer? I know. Um, who's like really big in the future bass scene? Not yeah. really making much stuff today, but <clears throat> yeah. I wish they would bring SoundCloud back, honestly. I mean, it's still uh, around. I mean, it's, it's still around. People still like, use it. Yeah. It's just not it's the same. Just, it'll never it's be the same. I don't think it'll ever be the same. Yeah. Yeah, Spotify, it's just different. Because when people were making music for... I felt like when SoundCloud was at its peak, like a lot of people were making like rave music. Yeah. Like music True. that was just like as hype as possible where yeah. once Spotify got involved and people started thinking about revenue and streams and all this stuff, like the nature yeah. of the music shifted totally. because of the landscape of... 
the ROI. I mean, yeah, I still use <laughs> I still use SoundCloud to find like the craziest festival music yeah. that we can throw yeah. into our set. That's but, good. It uh, seems like the kids are like just like reaching their peak in production, but they're not like sure what they're doing with their music yet. And yeah. They're just like trying to write rave music, and they have like that like two two three year window where they're making it like for the for the culture almost yeah like, yeah where it doesn't become a job like you ever heard this guy named justice justice he's like yeah. he just did a song with cascade too but wait ju- like the justice no not like, the justice oh, okay, uh, okay. j-u-t-u-s he just did a song with cascade but like his music's like super hype just like oh. big room like i don't know there's just some artists where you can tell it's like they're just trying to make people dance yeah yeah and that's it and i love that but i also like for us like we we like making songs, so like that's not necessarily what we do in all of our time. So I like both, and I appreciate both. But when I see some kid that like just completely is ignoring, like who's someone that's like that? Like I saw ISO XO and yeah. Knock Two and like those guys. Like <laughs> they're not they're not trying to like they're not like by songs he means like fully written something like that verse, someone can sing along to. Chorus, chorus, yeah, like yeah. rather we just have some than friends who are really into those two artists yeah. in particular. Well, yeah, they're yeah, yeah. they're hot right now because their production is just great yeah it's just sick it's hype. yeah it's hype like when I, like i'm pretty sure knock two's song we play at our shows and it's like one of the hardest moments of our set or something because ah. you know? it makes the people dance yeah yeah, yeah. and jump yeah. yeah so love it love seeing people do it for the culture yeah. yeah yeah no you gotta have those yeah keeps the culture alive for sure i'm interested to hear uh what artists uh, we, we could talk about it off camera maybe and not on camera. Wait, <laughs> what yeah. artists would be considered more of like the hype? Would you guys consider more of the hype other than ISOXO and uh, Knock Two? Hype music, like, just like uh, yeah, more of the hype, less. Just on. for like, I think really? a lot of people in bass music are yeah. like, just because it's it's all about how you know what what your goal is with your music too. Like for us, we want our songs to transcend everybody and like. For people to really connect to the song and the soul and the, the meaning of the song and the story yeah. where like if you hear i don't know the latest excision song that doesn't have vocals on it and it's yeah. just like that hype beat yeah. whatever which is cool too like they're both cool because it's different art sound design it's it's in its art in itself like yeah. space yeah. laces like dude he's the dopest yeah. sound design guy like virtual riot dopest sound design guy but you know they kind of like especially like i think valentine uh who did I just say? Virtual Don't Riot. Virtual Riot. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He's cool because he has songs and he also has just like hype music and yeah. both. You yeah. know, he kind of plays both cards or whatever. So, mm. yeah. Um, I think it all just depends on your goal though yeah. too because there's people that, um, you know, initially were making just rave music and then they built like an insane brand and almost like the brand grew faster than the music. So yeah. they were like, okay, like, now I want to keep this fan base going. Yeah. So they started making stuff that was a little more palatable. And, um, but then even like marshmallow, for instance, like he is a he's good, both. he's a good example of, I make the radio hits, but I also have my joy time records yeah. that still allow me to like play for the That's festivals. That's the best example for yeah. sure of yeah. the separation. You know, which ones are like those pop hits that yeah. his labels throwing all the, all the marketing yeah. dollars behind and the yeah. other ones for, for him. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you guys? Um, this is just a personal question for me. Do you guys think Zed is kind of like that? I think uh, I think Zed is a phenomenal business. I uh, <laughs> well, we're gonna very the same answer. <laughs> First of all, Anton's like the coolest guy. He is the coolest. Ever. He is definitely um, super sweet. And he yeah. also his brand in general, like he was like uh, 
one of the forefront people in electronic music. Yeah. So um, I think it gave him a platform to just make hits. Yeah. Which he's paid if given genius. that, you know, it's everyone's dream to yeah. be able to collaborate with your idols and yeah. to make those kinds of songs. So totally. I think we're, and he's also like a really, really phenomenal musician. So I yeah. think that um, he's doing what he loves and what matters to him. Like he doesn't yeah. need to be, he's just not, the guy that's going to be sitting yeah at the end of the day doing, i think if you're just doing what's making you happy that's like yeah, yeah that's good yeah. enough for me because i'm like i'm happy for you you know yeah. doing what you're good at he's very successful and yeah. is uh he's a great human so he looks like he's having fun all the time yeah he's awesome switching gears we're gonna go ahead and ask you guys some fan questions we had a couple people a couple people mm. ask things through instagram yeah okay i'll go ahead and start with one of them um, Christian95 wants to know, what's the wildest thing wildest thing you've seen at a rave, whether you're performing or just in the crowd? I feel like it would be interesting when you're mm. performing. What's like the craziest thing you've seen? I'm trying to think of the craziest thing. I mean, like, we see a lot of boobs. <laughs> oh, do people like flash y'all? <laughs> Both yeah. of you? I mean, I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know about you, but they flash me all day. <laughs> Um, I, I remember I played we played this show in Fresno um, and the entire this whole air maybe like 50 to 100 kids they were all um, you could tell they were like all the same community and they were going through a bad trip they were all going through a bad trip at the mm. same time and they just had like this face like Oh, I remember oh. that. And then they were all, all of like, them, all but like all, hanging like on each a other. A lot of them, I hate like, that for like them. fifty of them, like a lot of them, like all of them. I, was I like, remember my that. God, they all got a bad batch of something, and it, we, we could see them all. Just oh, it was like, bad. It was like their body was like they were hanging like on to stuff, and like I remember them, the ones that were at the front at least were like on. They like couldn't hold themselves up. It was crazy. Oh my Whoa. god, Damn. that, that was, was freak me out. How are the people around them reacting to that? I think they were more focused on the show. Okay, okay. But we were noticing because they were like definitely tweaking in a weird way. Yeah, tweaking is the right word. It was not normal. Fresno is not. It wasn't normal normal tweaking. (laughs) It's like it's like seeing like a glitch on your computer, but like a bunch of glitches. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people were glitching. (laughs) Glitching. But that just actually brought up an interesting thought that I had just because American shows in general tend to be a lot more. Uh, monsters if you know what I mean Unhinged. versus like when we play in Japan you know they don't have access to the same yeah. things that we do so right. most of them are on just alcohol so they're yeah. like really lit drunk you yeah. know and uh, in a sense it was like I don't know how to say it wasn't like necessarily they just had more energy because they were yeah. just on alcohol Um where like in America you get more of the monsters because yeah. they're just like, you know, bad and, yeah. <laughs> Manage yourselves properly, guys. <laughs> yeah, just test, 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 test your stuff, test, test your stuff. Get certified for Narcane and overdose. Check them out. Yeah, Dance Dance please, check them out. please, please. It's huge. Um, but yeah, wow. that's nuts. That's crazy. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's crazy. Like, I feel like, oh, I mean, there was a show where. This one person in the audience was on something so insane. They came up on stage and tried to attack me. Oh. And, or no. Yeah? Isn't that what happened? What happened? It was Someone got some, attacked. It was not us. It was, we were on side stage. Kid ran up on the stage behind Dr. P. Oh, right. And mm. pulled him, pulled him back from his, 
like things from the headphones de- the fell and then he took a step back and then the kid just got in the booth and was like like this like he was gonna he be was a like DJ. a little wrestler guy like maybe like five four or five five but like definitely brolic and on was- something and i remember like the security like surrounded him mm-hmm. yeah and the first security guard comes up to him and like tries to get him, but he punches the security guard. The he, was, he was super he was hard. Wilding. He was fighting the these security guards. The security guard like was like stunned like that. This guy. So then the five of them got all together and like had to like carry this kid yeah. oh to the back, God. and then they put him on like a stretcher. They couldn't. They couldn't keep him down. He, like they tried closing him in a closet. They tried so many but things. Wait, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Yeah. So they had him on the stretcher, and then he was on the stretcher, and he saw like a. It was just back behind the stage, like in a back area. And there was like three doors. There's like that door, this door, and that door. And he jumps off the stretcher, runs into the, one of the doors. Turns out that door was a closet. And as yeah. he was opening the door to the closet, he got tased. And then they should. then they tied him to the stretcher. No, he was a gr- it was yeah, crazy. Oh my god! I hate when people do that. Like when down. they jump on stage, and the, the, honestly, sometimes the crowd encourages it. Like I seen um, this girl jump on stage for a boogie tea set, and the comments of the video that went viral, they're like, "Yeah, like you go, girl. Like you live our dream." But it's like, huh? Like how do people think that that's cool? Like. Yeah. It's not safe. No. Not with all that equipment. Not with no. like. Oh, not like, with pyro or like anything. Yeah, it just depends connect. on the stage. There could be some real hazards. Yeah, it could yeah. really hurt yeah. themselves. It's also like not your time. Yeah. Like, yeah it's don't the do DJ's that. DJ's time. Don't do that. <laughs> don't jump on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> it might it might sound appealing, but dude, just fall like. Just fall and you're you're, you're gonna get rid of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. they invite you on stage, that's different. You ruin like, the experience you know. for everyone else that's there. Yeah, like. yeah. yeah, that was I funny. It reminds me of last weekend when that girl came into the DJ booth and just starts like vlogging. Oh my gosh, this girl, <laughs> this girl jumped in the DJ booth and started like on her Snap story or something, filming like right in front of my face. When I was like about to go sing. I was like, Yeah, what do you think you're doing? Did you even like know her or did anyone back there? Know no, I had her? met. I had met her that night, like kind of a. Not even a friend of a friend. No, just acquaintance. We had met randomly at dinner. She was yeah. at the restaurant, and then mm. we were know, like, "Hey, she, sometimes we invite she got people." Too comfortable. It's all good though. Yeah, uh, but sometimes we'll meet people at dinner at a place. We'll tell them about the uh, the show we're having, and we'll invite them out to our table. Mm. Not always the smartest move, though. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, that was funny. Whatever. You live in but the. We like to throw funny, parties. But... You know, show them a good time. But... It's a hard balance to strike sometimes. Yeah. You know, with people who are like. Yeah. yeah, you just never know what you're gonna get sometimes with that. Yeah, yeah, it is a risk. But yeah. we get a lot of people um, making out at our shows. A lot of couples that tend to. That makes come sense. To our... yeah. I would, yeah. We, I can see that. It's super yeah. cute, though. Like, that makes uh, sense. Also, like, shout them out. I'm like, they're getting it. No, it's cute. You need, like, a kiss cam. Like, a. Ooh, <laughs> that's a great idea. idea. Yes. Uh, uh, yes. Kids can. We need it. I got you guys. That. I will say. I will say. Like, I mean, not that it matters anymore because that person's no longer in my life. But 2020, um, during your show <laughs> at Exchange, I remember dancing baggage. with this girl, and everything melted away. All like, all we could hear was the music and see each other. Yeah, literally, all oh, our wow. friends left. We have two friends that are like not that like left, right left, left, but they like left the room, <laughs> and they were just like elsewhere. And when we realized, wow. like, wait, what happened? And the show was already over. It was just like we were just so into the experience. That's yeah. great. That. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Yeah, love, we got love. two friends right now that uh, at some festivals we're making fun of them for. Uh, <laughs> if you uh, follow us, you know what we're talking about. But um, they just look into each other's eyes and they don't see anything else. Oh, our song, yeah. our song last last dance is kind of about that. Yeah, yeah. 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 So when the world sweet. melts away. Yeah, so there's actually cute. a line in the song that says like the crowd fades. And it's just yeah. you know, when the people around us fade to nothing. What song is this called? Last, last dance. dance. Last dance. Okay, I'll listen to it. It's the last song on our album. We okay. usually finish our shows with it right now. Oh, mm, yeah. okay. I love it's that. It's a good ending song, and yeah, 
kind of like our end of our relationship song. Mm. Oh, from when like our album was actually like conglomeration of the years before we broke up and like after and just mm. like us writing about all the emotions, the ups, the downs yeah. and whatever. And that was kind of like the song that was like our last dance of yeah. like our last moment together. But like we're still together. As well. yeah. This is your yeah, pandemic yeah. album. No, this oh. we dropped this album in November, oh. but all the music was made kind of during and during like and before and recently too, yeah. like within the last. It's definitely like an emotional year. release album for us, kind of. Yeah, mm. like a closure mm. album. Yeah, yeah, in a way, yeah. the breakup album. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely was. Like we tears even, in paradise. We even yeah, we even promoted it as such because just we like sat on all the songs and we we're like, what does this mean to us? And it was very like there was this emotional side and there was this yeah. happy side because we were going through something while also experiencing such a high together. happy tears and sad tears. And yeah, parents. yeah. It was an interesting contrasting moment because it's like, as a relationship was ending, but we were like building such a like beautiful thing with our music. So, yeah. yeah. Swag. I love yeah. that. <laughs> Swag. Uh, you scoot forward a little, by the way. And we'll be playing more Tears in Paradise shows, just like focus on the album and stuff too. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Um, Justin Basti- Bastillo, Bastillo, Bastillo. Name sounds familiar. Asks, "What's your guys's favorite piece of music you've made this far?" We're gonna have different answers, I know. I, I want to hear yours first. <laughs> Mine first. Um, two are kind of tied for me. Um, one, I would say, "Love Is Killing Me" because I. F- feel like I wrote it so fast and like the best ideas sometimes happen within like 30 minutes and we knew we were like oh this is that record that's gonna just go so that was one and then um another you was similar in that I just felt something and wrote it down and then I was like this song's gonna be amazing and when I brought it to him it was like we just made it what it is and yeah yeah they were both songs that just kind of came from like a super authentic feeling love is killing me was actually like probably the most of our like breakup song because we were like really going through it and it was like you know they say and i think it's just very true that um just some of the best art happens when you're like, breaking up or like there's like a super yeah. crazy moment in your life that can be really <clears throat> bad but it yeah. brings about the best art and um yeah that song yeah when you feel something the fact that you yeah. guys were able to work on that while you guys were going through the breakup is like pretty crazy. It's impressive. Me. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, it was wild. There are definitely periods where it was hard. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Of course. Yeah. Damn. Oh, yeah. I just crying in the booth right now. Right. <laughs> it's like oh you said God. you were the vocals. You're just like. <laughs> no, <laughs> right? There are definitely parts of some of those songs when it was being made, I was crying and vice versa. The first Damn. time we ever played Last Dance, we both cried. <laughs> yeah. That was wild. Damn. It was yeah. also the first day I would like didn't do any i was like sober yeah. too so oh, there's yeah. like a lot of chemical reactions yeah on there damn but sober chemical reaction yeah sober authentic yeah. genuine yeah <laughs> what else we got yeah <laughs> good oh wait no you wait, didn't you say, didn't say what, yours yeah, you didn't say yours. Your oh, yeah let's see my favorite song that we made um so interested i mean love is killing me is obvious because it was just so fluid and then as far as like other songs that I really, really liked recently on the album. I liked In Too Deep a lot. Oh, you did love that song. Yeah, that was cool. It was just uh it was just this thing where I was very emotionally turbulent through the weekend before that mm. and had some experience that when we went into the session, I was like hanging out with someone and we were talking about soul diving and that led to 
dive into me and it was just like this mm. and then we all found like a common thread of relatability and yeah that song we, we wrote that song with a good friend of ours her name's love alexa she's also written the um someone song the res song with grabbits oh um, yeah yeah someone else someone else yeah. yes she, she was involved in that song and she's just a phenomenal person and songwriter and when we were talking about soul diving we all kind of just shared our experiences with relationships and wanting someone to open up to you and yeah uh, yeah that song was, yeah that was just like i remember it being very therapeutic making that song for me yeah that Hell session yeah. was very therapeutic yeah that song did pretty good too so it was good yeah nice. beautiful yeah it became such a vibe i really like what we did that's cool it goes dive into me even if it's heavy give you something to hold i'll be there when you're ready so lean on my shoulder forget getting older if you come in closer my arms are wide open for you, so dive into me. Yeah. Even if we sink too deep. Tissues, please. I'm just Do you remember the lyrics to all of your guys' music? Yeah. Yeah, but if you most. give me a second. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, but all stuff, them. it would make sense, right? Yeah, well, I know a lot of like artists like don't remember it, like their their music, especially when it's like made years ago. Well, I also well, feel like a lot of like the artists and dance music, they're producers and not necessarily involved in the writers. songwriting. They're like yeah. getting top lines, okay. so it's not as personal to them. Okay, yeah. that, makes, that makes sense. Some of our first songs, I may forget lyrics here and there, even it, though I wrote it. It's funny hearing you say them like that, though. It's uh, It almost just makes me think of like saying it as a rap song. I know. <laughs> when, when we're writing it, we're I'm like, say it as a sentence, say it as a sentence, because like, that's how, yeah. how, that's how it's going to make you feel. Yeah. yeah. Regardless of melody. Yeah. Yeah. More questions? I love it. Uh, yours, the one that you wanted to ask. Right. Oh, no. Huh? I already asked one. Oh, you already asked one. You asked one. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Um, this mm -hmm. is a question by XORINXX. What's something that inspires you to keep motivated, to keep you motivated in your music career? And I actually kind of want to extend this question, too. Is like, how, because you guys are a broken up couple, mm -hmm. what motivates you to keep staying together as Bonnie and Clyde as well? Um. Well, from my perspective, I think just the fact that, well, one, uh, us being friends first is huge because outside of the romantic relationship that we had, we were always really great friends. So yeah. um, that's allowed us to just stay friends too. And, yeah. um, and then on the side of, um, I think we're also individually just musicians at heart like we've only wanted to be in music um and we've built something that's i think at this point bigger than ourselves so uh, no matter what we're going through uh we in a sense like put our career above everything because we've yeah. created something that people like it's kind of like um just any artist that you love so much or even like an actor sometimes i think about this like this is so random but uh i love like Gerard Butler, right? Mm -hmm. And every time I see a movie see. with him, I'm see. like, I hope he never stops making these movies because I love him so much. And I always just think of that person and I would never want to disappoint them because it's like, you can really have like a lifetime career out of stuff like that where yeah. people like really love you. And it really motivates me when I'm thinking about them because yeah. uh, although I do love what I do, um, and that definitely motivates me in itself because I just love making music. But yeah. knowing that, you know, we have some diehards that just follow us throughout the years, and yeah. I, yeah. I want to do them right. You want to them down. Yeah, exactly. 
it's kind of, it's an extension of what you guys said earlier too about the the trials of being a duo creating that voice from your two voices and then from what you're saying now it's like you've already created such a voice yeah. together that you can't not let it speak because it's yeah. speaking to people yeah. yeah yeah and i mean we've had like over the years there's just been so many people that have you know had such moments with us they're like oh man like you were our first festival or oh like this one song of yours was our wedding song or something like that and it's like that doesn't sit lightly with me like i'm like wow i'm actually moving you and that's such a special thing and i feel like rare so i'm like 100%. the fact that we've even gotten here i'm like gratitude man yeah. like yeah just seeing art that you make really resonate with people is a special energy that's not to be taken for granted and so it's just not something that's easy to give up on. Yeah. But I will say that I think, um, you know, at the same token, like you got to like love yourself first. And there are certain yeah. experiences where like, maybe I would have been like, wow, like maybe I should drop all of this just because of how I feel about whatever, or, like we've been in fights or whatever. And um, yeah, I've just always time heals all wounds. And then yeah. eventually it's like what matters most to you. And yeah, yeah I just, we, I think we, I could speak for both of us. We just love what we do. So yeah, yeah. it's electric. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys have literally been through thick and thin, and it shows. Yeah, nice. And yeah. we're gonna we're gonna see and hear all of it in that album. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's gonna be wild. I would love to talk to you guys after you like now listen to our music. Yeah, yeah. it's probably like a whole yeah. new experience. Hell yeah. Yeah. I had one last question for you guys um, that we wanted to talk to you about. Um, we'll try to keep it somewhat short, but um, yeah. AI. You guys' AI intro. Mm-hmm. Well, you know about weird. it. Yeah. Well, we were talking with Jay about it a little bit. And um, yeah. it's also been a topic of discussion amongst um, EDM Twitter and just, um, yeah. just and musicians the in general. In general and uh, where AI is going. I mean, yeah. we were just talking about, um, I was just talking about, uh, there's a plugin now for Premiere that literally will, I'm going to use on this episode, mm-hmm. hopefully to save me hours and hours of editing time that will just... Uh, use AI to uh, determine uh, which camera it should be like on wow. during the episode and everything. And that will literally the mo- based on me. the movement and stuff like based that. Based on the movement, mm-hmm. based on who's talking, based on, yeah. Yeah. So hopefully it'll streamline the process of like, you know, yeah. editing or, or monotonous yeah. tasks. Yeah. I mean, I think it's incredible. Uh, I think people have been talking about like, oh, is he going to take over like all of songwriting and like all kinds of stuff like that? And I just think, um, I don't know, no matter Made what. Made the intro lit. Yeah. yeah, it, it, yeah. <laughs> no, it's like useful and amazing. Yeah, it was cool. But I, I just don't it. think it's the same. Uh, like, or it's always, it's going to take over. Like, yeah, something AI human. doesn't have as a soul. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. There's no human element to it. You, yeah. You're, yeah. you're not getting like AI music, like that real music. Like, yeah, it can help inspire lyrics. Or maybe you're like, here, get like write me a poem about this and that. Or it can yeah. emulate like, something can, that exists already. Yeah, but I think when it comes to like real resonation that that real feeling i mean i just think you can't replicate an individual human's experience on this planet right right yeah it's going to be its own thing and maybe that people feel it and it resonates with them but it just won't be what it is it's like listening to drake versus listening to us versus listening to a robot it's like they're just different things and you can love them all totally Mm -hmm. i think it's a good medium to like use as a basis of inspiration 
Um, and like what we were talking about, it does cover more of the monotonous, um, like the monotonous processes. Yeah. But um, I, I like to see it as like, it gives you a place to start for, for stuff. Um, like, I can't remember who I heard it from, but um, I, uh, back when f- like Flume was like just blowing up, I remember me and my college roommates would talk about, and he like uh, saw a video or an article, uh, something that was talking about how uh, sometimes Flume would just go in I think Ableton or he had a plugin that would just, it would be like a random sound generator and he would just generate random sounds on his track and he would like, then he would go in and modify them yeah. to like be in different areas. And that's kind of where, like where his style mm. uh, seems to originate from in terms of like, you know, being kind of a little random. Yeah. Right. Yeah. On that note, I think, I mean, there's a lot of producers that I know that um, they wouldn't be who they are without just samples and uh manipulating samples so i think there's obviously like also a huge difference between producers who just like create sounds versus just make music with samples there's tons of great accidents so like if you're just keep keep on making accidents accidents. uh, (laughs) it's cool i also like love like one of my favorite ways of producing or just like starting an idea is just finding a sound on splice and taking from that sound like writing a whole song or like experiencing a feeling off that one sound and yeah i think that's uh you know you gotta start somewhere and sometimes that's easy yeah, yeah. i mean our last artist we just had on chill she just uh dropped a new uh single and uh she found the vocal on splice and we yep. were listening to it and oh, we were wow. like this is splice yep <laughs> sounds incredible well, and splice has a lot of uh, a lot of splice people is connect, are really good to. yeah splice is really good it has like yeah. where's the splice so many artists in it we need that splice check now. Yeah. <laughs> just for mentioning them. A lot of awesome artists though have just given like like there was didn't we do a splice pack back in the day? Was it splice? Mm-hmm. Didn't I do vocals for splice back in the day? I think I did. Or was it splice? No, cymatics. Oh, cymatics. Oh, cymatics is also really good. Yeah, we've done a cymatics pack before, but it was a while ago, and it's funny because I love them. I even love splice, but now just thinking about giving my vocals to that, I'm mm, like, yeah. That's like, it's, it's like an interesting thing where, you know, I want, I would love for people to like come up with cool things with my voice, but at the same yeah. time, I'm like, is that lowering the value? Like, I don't yeah. know. It's yeah. an interesting thing. It is an interesting question. But yeah. I have a lot of friends that make packs for Splice, you know, it's mm. very cool. Yeah. Well, one day we'll get the Splice sponsorship, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we are out of time. So, and we know, um, I know you guys, uh, you guys had a session after. So, but um, we wanted to take a quick second for you guys to let the people know um, what you guys got going on right now. Yep, yep. Um, this episode releases coming up, coming Sunday. So, whatever happens after Sunday. Yeah, cool. Um, I'm looking. I would say <laughs> we have. Our next release is a song called Memory with Some Sun. That we went, that we listened to. Yeah. <clears throat> also, the Tears in Paradise remix pack comes out, I think, before that. Yeah. Nice. And then um, starting in June. Shows. Shows Portland, San Francisco, Atlantic City, Detroit, Honolulu, Ooh. Chicago, Lollapalooza, Moonrise. Because they're everywhere. Yeah, I'll see you at Moonrise. Um, Boston, Massachusetts, uh, a festival in New York City I can't say the name of. And another one <laughs> Imagine in Imagine Music Festival. Oh, we might be at Imagine. Then there's Music Festival. I don't know if I was supposed to say that one. Uh, <laughs> Salt, Salt Lake City. And was that one in the Bay Area? The yeah, 
both, uh, mm. which I'm probably not supposed to say. Mm, you're probably not the one who's out. Another fashion report I can't talk about. But, and there'll be more added too, and that'll be a part of the more than just a memory tour. Love it. Uh, we'll definitely okay. be seeing them. Well, yeah. I'll be seeing them at Moonrise. I'll we see all, you guys at Moonrise. We also have some bigger collaborations that we'll probably be releasing this Hell, summer, yeah. which I'm excited about. Yeah. Please let us know whenever you guys are here, by the way, and playing a show at, oh, yeah. say, Academy or Exchange. We'd love to come out. We always fucking go to yeah, Academy. Always, sure, always there. Yeah, That's our like, home. Everyone we have <laughs> yeah. on, the, on the pod, too, like, you're part of fam now. And we cool. like to, yeah. I appreciate it. We definitely will. Yeah. And um, lastly, before we go... Um, I'm not going to say all the names this time, but we just wanted to thank our Patreon, our patrons. Patrons. Yes. Thank you guys so thank much for, for supporting, supporting the Patreon. Uh, we'll have another bonus episode coming out very soon. I'm going to go ahead and put everyone's name on the screen now. Thank you Are guys so much. Are they going to be over me? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll have it like a movie. Like, mm-hmm. I'm waiting over yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. And then credits. Either that or like it'll just all be on the screen. No, I don't know. That's like, like it's like popping up. Like, yeah. That's something for uh, editor Devin to worry about. You have the AI already helping you out yeah, with like, the beginning yeah. portion of editing. Yeah. So hopefully you have time. it works. Hopefully Please. It works. I, I, I pray to god <laughs> so well, thanks for having us guys yeah thank yes. you guys thank for, you for coming. coming it was so awesome having you guys yeah you guys are mad cool fantastic thank you and, and with uh, that um thank you for being here i'm your host nand bren i'm devin and we have bonnie and clyde clyde thanks, we're, gonna, we're gonna rob clyde. you <laughs> the next in the middle all right guys we'll see you in two weeks thank you so much for tuning in Peace. rose gang Bye. toodles rose gang <laughs> <laughs>